Hello everyone, this is Mike and Kirsten and welcome to Latter-day Radicals, our podcast on church culture and how it affects our lives. Today's episode, we are jumping straight in to some of the common misunderstandings and the myths and concepts. Um, So, First myth, Kirsten, let's talk about the word of wisdom. Okay. Um, so you and I have both been raised in the church, mm-hmm. very active families most of our lives, I guess, um, or very conservative. Well, my childhood. Yeah, both of our childhoods. Yeah. Very conservative LDS families. Um, and the word of wisdom was a massive, a massive taboo subject within my family, as it was definitely the letter of the law and not the spirit of the law. Why don't you explain and expand? Okay, so growing up, we were not allowed to drink anything caffeinated, period, full stop. Uh, I couldn't drink any kind of Coca-Cola product, uh, no Pepsi, no iced tea, uh, no, actually, you know what? I wasn't even allowed to drink tea of any kind, um, rooibos or herbal or or any, even the teas that are, are safe to drink. Well, technically, all teas are safe to drink. Let's just put it out there. Coffee is safe to drink and tea is safe to drink. It's just the choice is whether you not you drink them. <laughs> right? And we, my, uh, my parents were, they dropped the hammer. Absolutely nothing. Was not even allowed on our property. Um, <laughs> if. Which is funny considering what you did end up drinking. Well. Um, and then uh, growing up that that kind of changed for me but yeah absolutely the the myth that we are not allowed to drink caffeine caffeine and that is in fact not true we do there's caffeine in so many things uh and caffeine isn't necessarily bad either it's just like with anything like you don't want to go drink it into excess where it becomes a problem it's like that with everything right so my family, I was born and raised into a family who were members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And we always had a case of either Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi, always. My parents would drink, like, would drink some, like, every day. And it was never, um, I was never like, oh, you're not allowed to drink that. You're not allowed to drink that. It Because it was always there. And I always had access to it. I didn't like it. Like, I didn't like the flavor when I was a kid. I was more of a Sprite and then a root beer kind of gal. Um, but it was always something that I was allowed if I wanted to. And I'd have some of my parents. It wasn't a big deal. And, like, it wasn't a big deal at all. And we also drank um, herbal tea uh, because the plant that's used to make, like, black tea and stuff, the tea plant, that's how my parents interpreted that of with no tea it's like none of that plant that has that is that tea plant 
and my dad is South African and rooibos tea is kind of part of life. Um, and it's, it has like just a tiny little bit of caffeine in it, but we drink herbal and rooibos tea all the time and hot chocolate. <laughs> so it wasn't really, I guess we're more liberal on that approach, but it was always there. So when I went to your mom's house for the first time and I didn't realize that that was so taboo, I remember, I don't even remember how it came up. We were probably out at a restaurant or something with your mom and I ordered like a diet Coke or something and your mom's face was just like, keeping it together, keeping it together. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. But I, it was, it's just, I don't know. It's such a silly thing to judge people for. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, so, I mean, I know I'm not the only one out there. This has been brought up several times when we asked uh, out on on uh, Reddit. Reddit and other forums. The, the caffeine thing has been brought up quite a bit. Um, I actually found it interesting. The I mean, I definitely have tried caffeine in my life. Uh, never told my mom about it until after my mission. Uh, actually, my mission president, my first mission president actually – told us that if someone were to offer us Coca-Cola, any kind of Coke product on the mission, that we were to accept it and drink it in front of them because it would have been very disrespectful for us to to re reject it or to, to not drink it. Um, and so it's not that I started drinking uh, caffeine on the mission, but it definitely was – that was a – if my mission president says – look, it's okay. Everything in moderation, don't go crazy with it. Um, and then I, I think the other kicker too is once I got home, I was, I think you, you and I were dating and I was talking about, oh yeah, no, I've had, I've had a Coke all the time. And I literally got chased around the kitchen. <laughs> My mom was so furious, so mad. I said, my mission president told me it was okay. And she goes, it's not okay. And then my other sister's like, well, you do know that like Mountain Dew has caffeine in it. And my mom stopped dead in her tracks. And she goes, what? <laughs> I grew up drinking Mountain Dew. No, it does not. And she goes, yeah, it does. And we like showed her. And she was just kind of like, oh, my life. I've been avoiding and I... It was so such a stickler on this, and it turns out that, oh, I've been lied to. Uh, it was so funny. But yeah. the thing, like, you can live your life. You can choose to abstain from drinking caffeinated beverages, too, if that's how you feel you want to live your life. The issue is, is when people think that they're better than other people because they don't drink, like, Diet Coke or whatever, and they kind of have that chip on their shoulder about mm -hmm. it. And then if they see you drinking Diet Coke or Pepsi or whatever caffeinated beverage, mm. um, other than coffee and actual like black tea or whatever, and they 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 judge you for it, like you're less than. And it's like, I'm sorry. What is the purpose of the word of wisdom? It's to help you stay healthy. It's to help you learn how to appreciate your body and take care of it. And I don't see any issue as long as you're doing it in moderation. Like there's no issue, mm -hmm. right? And so 
you see people being such sticklers about caffeine. And yet if you go on, are they sticklers about how much you're supposed to exercise according to the word of wisdom? Are they sticklers on how much meat you're eating according to the word of wisdom? And they're not. And so it's very like, it feels very cherry picking Mm -hmm. and it doesn't say anywhere in the word of wisdom that caffeine is evil. And anyone that is like such a stickler to like, like all the final details like that. I mean, I've known people like that in my life and that's not living. I'm sorry. And, um, and then tea, like it was, once I was a teenager, it kind of became like, if I was sick, I could have like lemon tea to help with like your throat, different things. And I thought that was, I thought that was taboo. I thought that was like, I can't do this. That's against, but I mean, that clarity behind the word of wisdom and the meaning behind it. And like I said, that it kind of comes down to the fact that it's all about moderation. What is the purpose of abstaining from, from tea and coffee? I don't drink coffee. I don't like too much caffeine gives me headaches. So it's just kind of, we don't, we don't drink any tea that has like the tea leaf in it. Yeah. From the actual plant. That's how we make that distinction. So we don't drink white tea, black tea, or green tea. My parents always said, this is, this is from Reddit. Someone says, my parents always said playing card games or just cards at all wasn't okay because it was too similar to gambling or something. Also, we were never allowed to burn candles because it was a cult. Uh, okay, so my family's big on games. Card games, board games, any type of opportunity for us to sit around a table and yell and fight at each other and lose our tempers. That's kind of... That was our that was our family get together in like a safe constructed environment. Yeah, we we never really well we would hold grudges but secretly passively, um, but no like games I can't even I can't even count how many card games I've played and it's one of the things that my mom and I have where anytime I go to visit we'll pull out a game or we played cards and and everything. But you know it's interesting that you mentioned that. Um, it is similar to gambling. That was kind of the one thing I heard was with face cards is that it's too similar to tarot psychic reading cards. Like you're, you're summoning evil spirits is the things that I heard growing up that you don't play face cards because you're playing with the devil. And, uh, and although my family never adhered to that belief because we played card games lots we we never sat in the circle with candles playing solitaire summoning demons that that was not our intention we were just playing games and nothing evil came from that other than cheating but no i i i totally have heard that one before mm-hmm. uh and i just i love it but yeah that's definitely a myth that i I would like to snub out. Playing cards is fun. Um, poker was a gambling card games that way, like poker or blackjack. Not not happening. My parents were very against gambling. Next, Kirsten. I call you to repentance on this one. 
<sighs> Harry Potter. Oh. <laughs> How dare you? I don't think this next one is limited just to members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Because I went to a Christian school and I had several friends who weren't allowed to read this particular series. And uh, so a little backstory on this one for me. When I was a, a young kid or like teenager, tween, is that what it is? Wasn't quite a teenager, but I wasn't really a kid anymore. Um, Harry po- the Harry Potter series was the first book series that really got me reading. And I, I really enjoyed it. It took a while for me to get into it. But once I got into it, I I was really, really into it. But I was visiting family. And I had, I think it was probably the first or second book with me. And I was reading it. And my aunt pulled my mom aside. I was like, how could you have him? How could you let him read that? I don't want him reading that in my house. My mom was like, excuse me? She goes, don't you know what that book is? That book is about witchcraft. That is not of and the Lord. wizardry. That is not of the Lord. That is not God's way. And my mom was like, "Have you have you ever read the book?" Oh no, never. I would never read that book. And I just remember, like, I could hear it. I'm not deaf. I'm, I'm kind of am, but not really. And I could hear it. And I was, I was like, "Am I getting ridiculed for trying to read a, a fiction book about wizards and witches and?" Man, it was it was crazy how many people were not allowed to read those books um, growing up because it was not worthy of our time. And but I think for you, Kirsten, like you grew up reading the books, I did too. I kind of had free reign. Like my parents weren't ever; they never supervised what I was reading. They never supervised what I was watching. They taught me the standards, and then by the time I could make my own decisions about what I was interested in, they trusted me to choose for myself and use my agency to keep my baptismal covenants and try to be do the best I can. So they were just excited that I was reading. Mine too. So it was never – because I, I understood that – you know, Harry Potter is fictional. It wasn't as if I was reading Harry Potter the same way I was reading the Book of Mormon for inspiration. Like it wasn't, you you can separate them, if that makes sense. And I feel like when parents shield and shelter their kids from everything, when they become adults and they go into the real world, it's sensory overload and they have to do everything because they were never allowed to do anything. And that's where you can run into problems. Big time. Yeah. Um, so for one of my earliest memories of trick or treating, I was insistent that I would go as a witch. <laughs> I was like, I'm being a witch for Halloween. King. There are, there are pictures of me dressed as a witch, probably like four or five years old. No, I was, I was probably like four. I was like, I'm being a witch. And my mom's like, no, witches are girls. I'm like, no, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) So there's pictures of me going, oh, silly me. All right, here's a big one. Kirsten, how would you feel about me finding another wife? 
I would and not be all, okay with it. We all live happily under this roof and raise. You could live happily ever uh, after on your own. Polygamy. 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 Ah. Okay, so there is a break off, a branch off of the the restored church um, with Joseph Smith as he restored the gospel um, and with him, his martyrdom and uh, Brigham Young taking over, there's a, a split in the church and there's different groups that were offshoots and created their own um, sect, I guess. Their own churches. Yeah, and um, polygamy was one of the big dividers of people because um, the prophet Joseph was given commandment to instill polygamy in the early 1800s to... Yeah, that practice ended, though. I don't know the date. All I know is that it's not practiced in our church, and if any members in good standing are practicing polygamy, they are excommunicated. Yeah. It's not part of our of our faith. It's not part of our beliefs or our... It is not currently practiced, and it's not an expectation for us to practice it. And yeah. it probably won't be. Uh, yeah, it makes me... It makes me sick, <laughs> the idea of it, because I honestly like marriage is between a man and a woman, and I know the Lord had his his reasonings, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people look at it and and say that there are lustful, evil men yeah. masking us. If you look in this, like I know polygamy and and plural marriage is in like the Old Testament. I know it's there, um, but I'm able to. I'm not one of those people that gets really bothered by that. Um, and if I ever have any questions about things like polygamy, like, well, why was polygamy introduced in the, this dispensation and whatever? I'm just kind of like, you know what? I can put that in a box. And when I die, I'll ask. Yeah. I don't. I've got peace on it. Like, I, Yeah, I have peace on it because I know you and you know me. And if. I don't think it would ever happen, but if polygamy was reintroduced or whatever, we wouldn't. I, it's not like the if church- I was sat down by the state president or an area seventy or the prophet, and he said, "I would like you to practice polygamy," I would look him straight in the eyes and be like, "One's enough for me." Like, um, <laughs> no, thank you. Like I'll. <laughs> like I just I don't think it'll ever come to that point. No, it's it's very clear that it's n- it's not practiced, it's not endorsed by, and it's not encouraged at all by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. The church encourages, um, oh, what's it called? Honesty and fidelity between a man and wife, integrity. like cheating, yeah, and integrity. So I just. Marriage is really hard, <laughs> and I can't imagine how difficult it would be adding another like human being into it as well. Like so, yeah. Crazy, and you see all these shows that talk about it, and I'm just like, no, not for me. I understand that not every group that practices practices polygamy victimizes women and children. There are some that. The children are brought up in a stable home and they're encouraged and they're nourished and they're nurtured. 
I just know for me as a woman, I would never be able to commit or practice anything related to it. All right, next one, Kirsten. Mormons are not Christians. <laughs> Did you know that? Oh my gosh. I, so, I think you could write the book on this one. I almost thought about it, honestly, as a teenager. <laughs> I went to a non-denominational private Christian school from grade 7 all the way to grade 12. And there was a lot of misconceptions about, at this time we were called Mormons, or at that time we were called Mormons. And there was a lot of misconceptions about them. One of them being that we worshiped Joseph Smith and not Jesus Christ, and that we weren't Christian. So I had to fight against a lot of that. And to be clear, I do not worship Jesus. I do not worship Joseph Smith. I worship Jesus Christ and my heavenly father. Joseph Smith is just the first prophet of this dispensation that helped the gospel come back to the earth and helped translate the Book of Mormon, which is an additional scripture, which we consider another testament of Christ. And we also read the Bible. Like this year, we're studying the Old Testament as part of our Sunday school. I think next year it's going to go to the New Testament. Testament, Yeah, Yeah, I'm excited. I love the New Testament. Testament. Um, So everything we do in the church all goes back to the Savior. He is the root of everything we do. And it is because of him we have a purpose and because of him we can return home to our heavenly father mic drop thank you um kirsten women can't be leaders or speak in the LDS church i know that you have a a talk coming up right away Mm -hmm. pull this one out be like excuse me president I no longer. I'm sorry, consider. but I can't because apparently I'm not allowed to. He just look at me like, <laughs> <laughs> give your talk. Women have a lot of different leadership roles in the church. They serve in the primary presidency, and the primary organization is for children under the age of 12. They serve in the young women's presidency, which is for children 12 to 18. Um, and then there's also the Relief Society, which is which covers everyone really. They, they end up serving everyone, um, but the Relief Society organization is for adult women. But the Relief Society president organizes um, food if you are struggling to make ends meet and you need help, they help organize that. And so, yeah, there's lots of different leadership roles and women speak in church all the time. They pray in church all the time. They teach lessons all the time. And they're usually better than the men. Yeah, they are. They really are. If you want anything done right. You ask the women to do it. You have a sister do it. (laughs) Someone, when we asked about what are myths or or concepts that are taught or in the church that aren't necessarily true, um, someone asked, said, oh my goodness, the idea or phrase that God can't give you more than you can handle. It's based on the scripture in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, 
but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that she may be able to bear it. <clears throat> it was me. This is this was uh, my dear wife. This is a, a scripture that this constantly. This probably be its own podcast episode. It probably could. It might try. We it. could dive into it. It's it's kind of a what do you call it? A, a churchism. I call these. <laughs> there are phrases and stuff. This happens in. It doesn't matter what religion you belong to. There are churchisms, right? And this is one of those churchisms where you might be speaking to someone, you know, I'm really having a hard time, like this is happening, and you're very distraught, and their way of comforting you is like, you know, God doesn't give us any more than we can handle. And it's always bothered me ever since I can remember, because it's something I've heard ever since I can remember, and it's always bothered me. It just, I can't, I couldn't put my finger on it, and so finally... In seminary, we come up. We were talking about this scripture, and I'm like, "This is where it comes from." And we had that discussion. I'm like, why, why do people uh, like use temptation and trial interchangeably? Because I'm sorry, I've never been tempted to get cancer. I've never been tempted to be abused. I've never been tempted to lose a loved one. Like, I've been tempted to break the wisdom. I've been tempted to not go to church. I've been tempted to not pay my tithing. Like, those are temptations in my mind. Trials are something that are completely different, and you can't avoid a trial. You can't just say, okay, sorry, well, I'm not going to do this trial because I, I don't have to because God said he has a way out for me. So, cool, thanks, bye. That's not how it works. And so, in my experience, I've, I've gone through some crap, you guys, some really heavy, heavy stuff, and I've come to realize that we are, in life, given things that we cannot handle, but we can handle them if we ask for help from the Savior, and that's the whole point, because if you were able to handle everything by yourself, you would never grow you would never strengthen your relationship with the Savior. And what's the point of being here? Honestly, like, this is my hill. I will die on it. <laughs> I'm tired of being told, God can't give you more than you can handle. Or sometimes, like, you're going through this for a reason. You're going through it for a reason. Because sometimes there isn't a reason for bad things happening to people other than someone just made a decision to hurt someone. And that's not a very uplifting reason in my mind. So don't tell people that, it just makes them mad. Yeah. The Mormon Church. Uh, people using the term Mormon. Uh, we've mentioned it quite a bit because, I mean, we grew up with that mindset that um, that we were Mormons because we have the Book of Mormon. Mormon was just like the shortened title though. It wasn't ever like the Mormon Church. It was never called that. It's always been called the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And we've always been members and disciples of Jesus Christ. Mormon was just that shortened term. I I grew up with people calling us Mormons, or even, even as members referring to ourselves as Mormons, because that's what the world called us, right? But I never thought it was anything negative i never thought it was anything it was just kind of short for because we believe in the book of mormon yeah 
And I thought that's probably where that came and from. I like that um, President Nelson, a few years back, he he changed. He made it very clear. He said, no, we are not Mormons. We never were Mormons. Uh, Mormon, Mormon is a prophet in, in our scriptures. We don't worship but him. But we do not worship him. We respect what he did, what he did, but we don't worship him. Why are we, why are we there? The title of what we are is in, is right in the title of our church. Like not many churches have the name of Christ in their name, right? For us, it's right there, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I can't count the number of times I've been told I'm not a Christian, or that we. We believe in a, we have a different Jesus. Have you heard that before? Yeah. I have so many people say like, oh no, you don't worship the same Jesus I worship. I'm like, excuse me, is there more than one? And they're like, well, to you there is. I'm like, no, there is one. Well, we don't, we don't believe in the same Jesus. I'm like, we should, do you believe in Jesus? Yes. Well, I believe in Jesus. No, you don't. I'm like, yeah, I do. And that argument of like, you're not, you're not a real, a real believer. You're not a real Christian. You're a, you're a, a false Christian. I like mean, that that was kind of the the ongoing thing that I heard constantly through my life. Is especially when I when people find out that I'm a member a member of this church, is they say like, oh, well, what is what does that make you then? And I'm like, I'm a Christian, and you know, I get people like their eyes bulge and they're like what how is that possible or i get people like wait no you're not my my pastor says you're not a, a real christian and i'm like well i i read the same scriptures you do in the, in in the old and new testament i believe in the same things you believe in i'm like i have i don't understand i believe i believe in christ and his ministry and his teachings and and what he did and his atonement, like everything. And they're like, no, 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 no. That's a different Jesus. Uh, no, no, it's, it's not. I, I believe there is one. I don't believe in a multiverse where there's several <laughs> Jesus. I, that just doesn't make, that doesn't make sense to me. So yes, uh, we, we are not Mormons. We are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Although that might be a little bit of a tongue twister, I don't really mind because I'm proud to be a Christian. I'm glad, proud to be a member of this church. <laughs> well, guys, this has been our podcast. Hopefully that helps shed some light on uh, our thoughts of what people think. Uh, if you have any questions or agree or disagree with anything we said, leave a comment. Hi, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye.